Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very, very little that you need to know. We are your hosts, Brady Steffel. And Annie Lahr. And today we are joined by... Eric Mason. Yeah, and Eric, what is your claim to fame in this part of the world? <laughs> I am the curator of history at the Longmont Museum. Hmm, we'll learn a little bit more about that later, but I think we got to do some buzz around town for the meantime. Yeah. Well, or, or, I don't know, you want to ask me pointless questions about the weekend or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> this girl is like, I don't know what I did. I was playing a bunch of video games, and I don't talk to the dogs for a while, and uh, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Did you participate in the tree sale this year? The Arb- no, Spirit of Arbor Day tree sale. My brother did last year. Right. I hear that it's kind of a, you got to get your, your rock'em sock'em gloves on. Yeah, to it's get in intense there. now. Yeah. I, I went to go, I was going to do it on Monday. I failed. I failed. Mm-hmm. I failed. I didn't do it. But it's a lottery now. Yeah, it's gotten yeah, so I've popular. Heard. It's a lottery, so yeah. I didn't really feel as bad about because I felt like my chances were like right. still kind of poor anyway. But right. um, okay, I think it's a cool thing though. Like, yeah, that, yeah. It was on Monday and discount trees. Yeah, I don't know. It was. We'll just try to go find some sick trees somewhere and get them sick on trees. Discount. Yeah, <laughs> get me some sick trees. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anything yeah. else? Nothing else new? Uh, in in my personal life? Yeah, in your um, personal life. I took, I took a test today. A test? Yeah, Ooh. I did. I took a test. Did I you passed, have any brain food I before passed, you had? I passed with flying colors. Um, there was a discussion about mental health online, and so some of my friends were like, huh, I wonder, and then I wound up taking an ADHD test. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, it I, takes a self-test. Yeah, I passed with flying colors. <laughs> um Oh, no. Yeah. You said you've always... But was it thorough? Was it kind of like one of those like teen magazine tests? I don't really know. You know how much stock do you put in this? Like, it wasn't like a Facebook level, like which, which <laughs> you know, like how are you going to be in, on, in Harry Potter or whatever. It, it was slightly more, um, more meaningful than that, but I don't know how much. You know, I really don't know how much because it was like, oh, but yeah, I scored like 100%. They're like, yeah, you... <laughs> You've got some ADHD. So that explains a lot. Um, what, what did they give us like one example of a question? Um, it's just there's stuff about fidgeting. Do you lose stuff in your own home? Um, I'm trying to think of what are the other ones were. I, I have to look it up. I can't remember what happened earlier today. Well, congratulations, Brady. Yeah. We should get you a certificate. But there's just. Like, Would you like some accommodations? Yeah, maybe. Just like keep it moving, you know? If it slows down too oh, much, okay. I'm just like. Well, should we move on from this topic? Well, I don't know. You can talk about talk about me as much as you want. <laughs> talk about Longmont. I, you asked if my battery was dying. It does not appear to be charging on my laptop. So if uh, if I suddenly go like, I don't know what's going on, uh, it might be something with that. So You're be cut off from the internet and all maybe, its resources. Maybe. So what well, you got? What about? Would you, would you, you want to talk about something you did, or you want to talk about Longmont? Um. I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't care. Like, it's up to I you, went man. to the opera on Sunday. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't uh, been to the opera since I was in studying abroad, really. And, and I went in, in Austria at the in Vienna. At the, uh, and I remember oh, I yeah. couldn't speak very good German at, at that time. And the, <laughs> I think the subtitles were in German and was probably just trying to chill. And I didn't, I didn't understand a thing going on. And they were the standing seats. You can get these really cheap seats at the opera houses there where you stand. Yeah. And I was... I don't think we made it back in after the... Because they do multiple yeah. intermissions. That's the other thing. I forgot. If you have three acts, they'll do two intermissions. Yeah. So you're like, buckle up, because you're in there like, for a up. while. Yeah. It's like the act one, 
20 minute intermission, act two, 20 minute, oh. inter- it, three hours, like front to back. Load your, how long we were in there. Your Stein back up, I guess. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was good though, impressive. And I think it was yeah. a big score and a big sing, which probably all operas are, but I understand the intermissions. It was just kind of a haul. But Ellie Calkins Opera House, DCPA down mm-hmm. in Denver, if you haven't gone down there, the Art Center is awesome. There's the Buell Theater. Do you mm-hmm. do you make it down there, Eric, much? For yeah, I saw a play there about uh, three weeks ago. It was really cool. What did you time see? I'd been. Uh, it was called um, Hotter Than Egypt. Um, oh. It was a play about two couples and relationships. Really cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And was that at um, the Buell? No, it was in one of the smaller. It was in the theater in the round. I'd never been in that one before. Nice. But, um, really nicely done. Very, very well laid out. Yeah, it's cool. There's a bunch of different theaters there, including the Opera House and the orchestra, the Colorado Symphony. That's their home, too. Um, I had a friend who was, um, he was in town for like a day, and he, he works in theater. And he um, he was working on the, uh, what's the, I was going to say Catcher of the Rye. It's not Catcher of the Rye. It's To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both like, you know, moralistic tales. Um, but he was working on that. Like, this, it's a straight play. And he said he was working on that. And he works behind the scenes doing the carpentry and stuff. And he gave a, a real shout out to our public transit. He said getting on the bus to come up here from Denver was actually really easy. Um, but, yeah, so he does that. So once in a while I get to go down there, too, So which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, but he gets comp tickets. He's like, I get some free tickets. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yes. 100% I know. go. <laughs> These were a birthday present for me, and um, I don't think they were very cheap. They were, it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what you got about Longmont? Well, oof, there's one here I'm not sure we should talk about. but um, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about? I, Down in I, Prospect? I bet I know. Yeah. You want to get into it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's some... There's some drama. There's some bread Eric. drama. Oh. There's some bread drama. So it's doughy. Yeah, it gets it gets doughy. <laughs> no, it gets burnt. <laughs> it gets burnt. <laughs> um, I'll say if you want to if you want to learn more, um, <laughs> you can go search on your own. Um, the the subreddit has some. Oh, Reddit got into it. Yeah, Reddit got I into it. I think every social media yeah. like feed related to Longmont probably got into this. It, yeah. There's a little drama between a customer and the proprietors of Babette's Bakery mm-hmm. in Prospect. Oh, that's a great. And bakery. frankly, it's not between us. You know, it's between yeah. those two parties, and the fact that all, all you, of Longmont is getting involved in this on some level is just you, a little cringy. Did you listen to the call? I did. Yeah, I listened to the call. Okay. If you want to know, go listen to the but, call. But it's it's, it's kind of like on one hand, it's it's very funny to me, and it's frivolous, and it's just ridiculous small town retail drama, which is again to your point, Brady. What you always talk about. This is like all the drama well, in in. Longmont. We complain about like traffic noise usually. You think it's, it's a little headier like, than traffic? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it's 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 pretty heady. I mean, it's it's definitely caused go. quite the debate between like people are picking sides between Babettes or no Babettes oh, ever again type wow. of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's people are hot and bothered. So if you want to find out, well, I'm not going to get into it because someone's going to stir up drama. We're, I don't we're not drama. we're not a gossip cat. I'm not. We're 100% fishwives on this, but like (laughs) this is the type of heated drama thing that's gonna just. I don't want to pull any. All right, all right. Whatever. But go look up Babettes and the phone and the whatever review thing if you want one more. Well, I've got I've got some more piece of gossip. Yeah, what's the hot goss? You got the Gosling over there. Gossipy. I'm not gonna get too much into it again because this doesn't. But the word is Mm -hmm. Coach Prime. Big Coach Prime. Big fans around here. Coach Prime, Deion mm-hmm. Sanders is the, the mm-hmm. new head coach oh, of the Colorado yeah. Buffaloes. Yeah. 
big deal that we got this guy out here. He recently bought a house with a Longmont address. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. So go us. So we'll have to go trick-or-treating over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he wants to be bothered. We'll leave him alone. We yeah. won't publish his address or anything. But hey, welcome to Longmont, Yeah, Coach that's pretty Prime. cool. Like, yeah, I wonder if it's, it might not be the Longmont. That, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, probably, probably, I'm going to make an assumption and say it's probably not. Like it's not a, like a block over from no, you. No, not in my neighborhood. It could be. There's a bunch of really spendy houses. So we said a, a couple weeks ago, there were houses in Old Town that, like, five of them for sale for over a million dollars at the same time. But I think, um, what, like, Gun Barrels, technically? No, Gun Barrels Boulder. Boulder? Yeah. What is it really? Nywat? One of them is... Nywat is Longmont. Nywat's Longmont. Mm-hmm. So who knows? You know, whatever. This yeah. is a pretty fancy place. Longmont address, it could be... It's a Long. wide It's a wide net, but welcome. I hope to see you, you know, downtown, playing some quarters. Yeah. Eating at, you know... Hefe's. Where normal people he, eat. And he does. And he always has a crew following him. That's his whole thing. He's like heavy on social media. He okay. posts like a live stream essentially. His kids are involved in all of his media, like yeah. this ongoing stream. And it's it's actually fun. He he goes around to Boulder and reviews restaurants and talks about the service and he features himself all over campus and nice. he's like digging into the community. So I, I'm really hoping we'll see some long That's pretty scenes. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I totally. like it. You know, cool. anything spin the place in good light. Um, there's some details I don't think we've heard these yet about about Winchell's. Yeah. Most recent. Well, not much, but what? Go ahead. Well, yeah, they More basically the same, said they're like, details. yeah, we're gonna, it's gonna be delayed again. Um, so like the story, speaking of like drama, like it's pretty pretty wild. Like the so a while ago, Winchell's was hit by a car, which you wouldn't think, you know, it's, it's just there, you can see it, but somebody hit it, um, and they said it did five hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. $500,000. It was structural, right? Yeah, it was really bad. And they said, like, oh, I'm trying to find the details. But they said, like, that happened, and then it was under, and they wanted to get it open by now, and then somebody went in and, like, broke in and stole the wiring. Oh, no, you know, that like, too? Like, I'm laughing because it's so absurd, but, like, I feel genuinely bad about yeah, this. Um, that's yeah, that's To of... make matters worse, someone broke into Winchell's about four months ago and stole its electrical wiring, and, like... Hit their wa- they stole the wiring? Like, yeah. what, they went into the walls and stole yeah, their... why not? You go in, it's copper. It's worth money. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, it's all copper. So that's, I mean, it's stealing mm. plumbing and, and wiring's an old, like, if a house is abandoned, that's kind of what you do. Oh. Yeah, make some money um, for, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I've never broken into a house. I've heard of it happening. I think it well, happened on, like, some Netflix show that I watched or something. Frankie, Grace and Frankie or something that happened in there. Um, anyway... So yeah, they wanted to know what's going on, and just I, it's just delayed. It's, it's delayed. Did, have they given a new updated timeline? Um, it will happen of... in with a year that has a three at the end of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, revised plans on February twenty one, scheduled for, for review and potential completion by March thirteenth. Uh, so on and so, so forth. It's, it's a while. You know, yeah, we're still. Months, but months. my my sister went to the JD Delights up there on North Hover. This and is the donut her, place. Yeah, this is the new yeah. one. That well, it's it was bought by a different party, same place at Seventeenth and Hover. We talked about it last week. Last yeah. Time. Anyway. Well, you know, like the thing is. Okay. Well. In and out. I just told you I have ADHD. Oh yeah. Self diagnosed. Right. It's we'll, probably we'll bu- remind you and it's probably bunko. those who didn't. But listen. also, like, I don't eat donuts. So it's just, it passes right through. Just right over you. Right through. I'm well, like, yeah, whatever. That to, goes in the taco places 100%. I get that in lock, lockdown. 
Donut place is the only one. Well, for the enthusiasts, my sister's also one of those. They love donuts. They said it was um, pretty good. And she said, surprisingly, she liked the cake donuts better than the yeast donuts. Mm. I like a cake donut. Yeah, she said mm-hmm. the cake donuts were actually really good. So I, I, I should say I used to like a cake donut. Right. If I was running late like and the I would idea buy of a cake donut, maybe? Well, I, I mean, like 10, 15 years ago, I yeah. didn't know that I wasn't supposed to eat it. And I felt yeah. terrible all the time or whatever. And then... I would always get like the old fashioned donuts or cake donuts or whatever, and and like a, a gas station coffee. And like you can go to a, a, like any gas station, and it's like cake donut. It tastes like a cake donut. Yeah. It always yeah. does. It's like they're always exactly the same. And it's good. I do don't you, know. Do you like a donut, Eric? I do. Yeah, yeah. Nice, uh, nice donut with some chocolate icing, maybe some sprinkles. Yeah. Where's your go-to in town? Mm, I did love Winchell's. Uh, you know, that was that was my place. So that's kind of sad. Well, maybe it's it's good for all of our, you know, cholesterol collectively for a little while. Give us a break. You know what? I saw a thing the other day that was like, um, would you drink this, like, knowing the equivalent, like, of how many calories, how bad it is for you? And that was like a, a bottle of pop was like six donuts or something, and then something else was even more. And then the comment was just like, geez, I need to eat more donuts. Like, really <laughs> <Yeah. is> like, <laughs> these are too bad. Yeah, these really aren't that bad for you. Like, a bottle of Coke is way worse. Like, I should just be eating exactly. donuts. Um, All right, yeah, so how about some more food news? Um, yeah, you got food news? I, well, I don't know if this is news, but I didn't realize that there a Mexican restaurant had opened up in the old Royal Walk building oh. near like 19th and Hover. Oh, uh, Maine, I'm sorry. Excuse yeah. me. Like, I think that's the address. It's, I didn't know that. What's that called? Yeah, it's, it looks really good. Um, 1915, 1950 North Maine. So this mm. is the old Royal Walk building on the mm. east side. Mm-hmm. And it's called... I'm going to blow this. Here we go. Um, Fire it up. Use your German accent. <laughs> Beraria? 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 I, I'm going to struggle with this one. It's too much. Beraria Dona Maria. Yeah, close enough. Okay, which I don't know what that, maybe it's a cow. Beraria, yeah. Beraria. Um, I think a beria is like a type of Right, meat. Yeah, but yeah. this is like a little longer, the word. So it's maybe like. Well, that, like an area would be a place where you would go to buy it. Beraria. <laughs> anyway, Perfect. the menu looks amazing. I am super excited about this. Uh, so birria is a Mexican dish from the state of Jalisco, Mexico. The dish is spiced stew traditionally made with beef or goat meat, mm-hmm. which I had some goat meat at some friends of ours from Mexico's house the other day. It was unbelievable. It was the have it traditionally on Christmas, I guess. Did their lawnmower die and they just needed the... <laughs> Braised in adobo and flavored with dried pepper and herbs. So they have all these uh, birrias, like, with carne and yeah. birria with the um, I don't think goat I've ever or whatever. Birria, you know. It um, sounds. I mean, and then chimichangas and seafood, and this menu looks amazing, y'all. I'm, I definitely have to go check it I'm out. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to check cool. this one out. I'm yeah. Gonna... All right. So what else? All right. I did see a poll on the Longmont Leader, and this is this is one of the softest journalism. Even for us, this is pretty squishy. But um, <laughs> they're saying, do you want to see downtown Longmont grow? And it was, yes, um, it's good for residents and business. Doesn't matter what I think or no, downtown has already grown enough. And what do you think the split is? I would say that I would hope it'd be 75% yes. Okay. Eric, what do you think? Mm, I'm going to guess like 40% yes. What? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're basically right. Yeah. It's, guy it's knows Longmont. It was, it was an even split when I left today, and I, I pulled this up. I had it ready to go. It was even split between, yes, I think we need more, and no, 
Well, Lock it down. Oh, are you saying – so do you think that the people saying no are just anti-growth period or, like, don't think that downtown is a priority? I don't know. Probably both. Because it's kind of a different Why not question. both? You know, like – Well, I think maybe some people are like, I don't think downtown's that valuable and I don't care about it growing, but I want to see other things growing. I, I will say the other day I was talking to a guy and he's like, we've had enough. I'm I'm full up on – we don't need On anymore. growth? Just Any anything. Change? Yeah, we don't need it. It's changed enough. I don't need it. Whatever. And I'm like – you know, I'm not going to get into it with some random dude. Just like, it's yeah. cool. You can have your opinion. It's fine. Um, but I'm like, nah. nah. I mean. I, I like the amenities. I like, uh, I'd like to see Main Street just turned into a one-way dirt road or something so that people stop <laughs> driving massive vehicles up and down it. But uh, I, I realize it's a highway. Here, Don't I've got a question me. for care. Eric since he's here. What, from what you know about Longma history, have, have there been public debates and discussions over all the years about how to grow and if to grow, um, even oh, yeah. before our time. Can you think of any specific examples or anything? Um, I mean, you know, back the earliest days, growth was like, yeah, everybody wanted growth because they were a really small town. But but then, you know, by, I would say by the um, 20s, there was definitely a sense of, I mean, it was more like we don't want the wrong sort of people mm-hmm. to come to town. And, you know, there were... Definitely some some folks that expressed that in in unfortunate ways involving white hoods and and some so, of them I believe um, made it on the city council. Yeah, yeah, uh. they did. Um, so you know there was there was that period, and then certainly since the '60s, growth has been just a huge topic. There's so many people that are like, "This town is not the town I recognize," and you know, I love the cow. You know the the town where I knew everybody and everybody had grown up here and and so yeah people have really been struggling with how to deal with growth and you think that's an issue of like any city that experiences the type of growth because I I feel like I saw a thing in the Boulder subreddit that said like Boulder isn't the city that I knew 10 years ago and then they're like but if you went back 10 years before that they would say the same thing exactly and then 10 years and 10 years right Mm -hmm. And I think the towns that are like, yeah, nothing ever changes in here are towns where it's like, yeah, because all the young people left and the only people left are, you know, just waiting to die and then the town will cease to exist. um, We've said it before. I'll say it again. I would so much rather be somewhere where it's what you're struggling with is growth and not not growth. What you're struggling with right. is an anti. There's a lot because of you're, then it's a dying town and it's not where you want to be and you want your kids to be. Yeah. And like There's a lot of cities in the Midwest that just have like a pizza ranch, you know, and like it's like a pizza ranch and like a dollar store and like oh, some gas yeah. stations and some bars. But you don't want a tumbleweed like, town. I mean, you want to, you know. Yeah, and some people want that. Like that's I okay. Guess. There's plenty of places to live like that if you want a, a right. quiet, calm, stable place mm-hmm. and you're like, if you move there, you will forever be but if you known want... as the guy who like, oh, you live in the, you live in the Thompson's house. Yeah. Yeah, you live in the old Hoffman farmstead. Right. And then you could live there like 35 years and somebody's like, you could live right. in the old, uh, yeah, yeah. They own that but I also can certainly appreciate the voice of people fighting for something in mm-hmm. town, you know, wanting, even if it is anti-growth or whatever, the thing, at least they're engaged and out there trying to yeah. give a voice to the discussion. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, being people active. care, you Citizen, know. Yeah, yeah, active citizenry. All right. Well, we'll come back to some of this other, because our topic today is actually really relevant to that. But uh, I wanted to mention, did you see that Frozen Dead Guy Days got moved to Estes Park? I saw that, yeah, it's a Netherland thing, if you don't know, usually. Um, but it, I didn't see that it got moved. I know that there was some... Some so they, it was in Netherlands forever and ever and ever, and then it got shut down, and then it got bought, 
And yeah. they moved it to Estes because Netherlands was just too hostile, essentially, for, for the festival and what they wanted to do and just getting the permits. And I think they were just running to X, Y, and Z. Maybe you know more about it. But um, they moved it to Estes Park this year. Huh. Estes Park. I'm just dying. Netherlands <laughs> and Estes Park could not be two more opposite mountain <laughs> towns. They're so different. One is, like, so fringe. One is, like, so stuck in, like, I don't know, Christian Camp 80s. I can't, like the two <laughs> towns are so different. It's so funny. And they're moving Dead Guy Days over there. So it'll be an interesting experiment to see I've how it does. I've stopped in Estes like twice. Oh, I'm blowing up. Who's calling? Wyoming. Right. Thanks. <laughs> I usually get silent, but I don't ever get yeah. any calls. I'm like, ah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. I will say that what I've got going on right now is some spray foaming from my basement, which has had a bunch of. And so it's probably one of the spray foam contractors that was like, I'm going to wait until you're into something at the end of the day and then give you a bring bring. Um, I got a guy coming tomorrow to give me a quote on some spray foam, which, you know, cool. Like, I like I like efficiency. Yeah, I'm spray a, foam I'm is big, awesome. I'm a big proponent of like, so my basement's going to be sealed up tight as a drum. I was like, I live in an old house. It's 85 years old, roughly. And um, they tore all the walls down when they did this work. So all of the stuff that was on the concrete and the sides and stuff. And then the rim joists, which are the, the wooden part that, like, sits directly on top of your foundation. Mm-hmm. It's called a rim joist. And, like, where that meets, where those two pieces meet, it's, like, known to be, like, an ingress point for air mm-hmm. and spiders and all sorts of stuff. And this is all down and. The crew had finished their work with all of the stuff that happened in my basement. I went up there and I'm like, well, I'm going to look for spots that are particularly bad. And, like, my hair is blowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, that I got is... some work to do. Like, we got to get on this. And so uh, it's been sort of my thing recently. I've been doing yeah. a bunch of insulating. It's made a been huge your, like, difference. Your baby. Eric, as a historian, do you live in a historic home? Um, I did until last year. Right oh, now you moved. I, I moved, actually moved in with my girlfriend in Boulder. So <gasps> living in a 1960s oh, home now. Wait but, a minute. Um, the, the Longmont historian moved to Boulder? Why? Is this Forsaken, controversial? Yeah, it's forsaken yeah, us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you, how's it going? You're commuting to Longmont. You're the opposite direction yeah, yeah, commuter. It's actually really nice. You know, <laughs> I see all the that. people on the other side of the highway going, oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm not on that. Yeah, All that traffic. Um, yeah. And so it's not a historic home in Boulder? No, no. I mean, it's 1959, yeah, yeah. I think. So, but know, almost. Do you feel like you're kind of like, you're kind of excited to move on from the historic home phase of your life? Like things work? I mean, I'd and... like to get another one. You know, oh, this okay. is kind of a temporary okay. thing. So you I, would do it again? I, I would, yeah. I, you know, I had a lot of fun. I, you know, remodeled my my house in Longmont and, you know, it was fun. You'd pull up the floor and it's like, oh, cool. Here's this, you know, old newspaper oh, or, man. you know, comics from the 1920s I found and things. You know, when I, really when I was in my, um, the ceiling in the basement, somebody left like rolling papers from the 40s when the house was built. So it's cool. like rolling papers <laughs> and like an old coffee can. And then if you take down some of the beadboard that's up in the kitchen, there's just, like extremely busy pattern of white wallpaper that was put up and it's like this is so like 1950s 1960s so if you're doing a remodel in your house and you want to leave some like relics for the future when they remodel the house and find some little artifacts that are out of your time what would you leave i I think just like like a vape pen (laughs) like a vape pen i think honestly like a picture of you and like your names and what you did oh personal yeah just because like Hi, this was actually in fashion in like 2023. And you think right now, like, 
oh, we're better than that. Because, you know, like, we've progressed past this trend. It's like, no, it's going to be garbage. 20 oh. years. So he's so like, I'm... what's with this subway tile and the faux wood tile, like, the tile on totally. the floor? Like, this is so dumb. The white siding with the black trim and then, yeah, like, the natural. Chic, yeah. the, it's like, they call it the Joanna Gaines vernacular. It's just, and you know, it's like I, I want to go deal. on record and say, like, I really hate, like, the Ray Dunn stuff that just says, like, coffee or, like, just the, th it's like, I know what's in it. Stop writing on your thing. Like, I just, and if you like that, like, peace, peace, I'm going to channel Eric, peace and love, peace and love. Like, you can do whatever you want, you want home, I don't care. But for me, I'm like, I, I know it's coffee. Like, I know, I know, I, like, I know it's a pan that you're supposed to make fish. No, it's good you for But Christmas. for me, for me, it's all about a dog food bowl that says bon appetit. <laughs> you want to write on something? That's the height of humor. Um, there's also news. Um, I want to just want to shout out to people who who got who started. There's a fire on Francis Street, and it's pretty tragic. And I just want to say, like, I hope everybody's doing okay. This um, is an apartment fire near Mountain View in Francis. Yeah, Mountain View in Francis, and there was a pretty big response, and it sounds like it was pretty pretty gnarly. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's that you can drive by if you want to see the records or whatever. It's, it's fine. Just, just. No one was injured, but some pets were, is my understanding. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be broken. My Oh, of were, course. Those are family members for sure. Poor guys. Um, a couple other small things. Uh, we had, um, I mean, I'm forgetting her name. She's the proprietor for the Q's co co Coffee. Oh, I have no idea. In any case, she wrote in, and I'll get her name in a second, about Sinister Baker's Cafe, which was recently started up in um, the main building in front of Front Range Community College. So mm -hmm. over at Pike Road and Miller Drive. It's open to the public Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 1.30, and they feature the most awesome and cleverly named goodies. She says she loves the Satan Spice Cookies. <laughs> Good one. And they're starting to offer lunch items, too. And their eerie elixirs feature locally roasted coffee. Nice, so that's cool. Nice. Shout out to Sinister Baker's Cafe. I, I wonder who that is. That's not the group. I wonder if you, anyway, go ahead. We'll have to find out who this uh, is. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is complete divergence. Again, bakeries, you know, of course I don't yep, care. It's like, I'm sure I it's great. If these guys don't have some gluten-free treats, I will be astonished. Well, it'll be you nice can't survive do. in this market without some, if you're a baker. Right? Gluten-free. But yeah. the thing is, like, I, I don't go to a pizza place and be like, could you... Like, I've got a serious condition. Could you just be, you just, there's no weed around? Like, it's just unreasonable. <laughs> I'm not like an unreasonable. I, I am unreasonable. It's like going to a barbecue and be like, I'm vegetarian. You got anything for me? Could you scrub the, yeah, could you scrub the grill real nice, like, for me? Because, you know, it, there's probably a cooked meat on it. It's like, yeah, of course you did. That's like the whole jam. Um, Longmont has a pothole reporting page. Oh. I want to go on. PSA. Yeah, just this PSA. It's funny. Like, Talking about small town stuff. Like, yeah, the drama on the Babbitts, whatever. But, like, the stuff you see in the subreddit, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, just in case you want to. The guy's like, there's, I think it was on Pike Road. Somebody's complaints, like, there's seams in the road. And, like, no, 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 no. And it's like, yeah, it drives me crazy, too. Like, it's such small town garbage to complain about. It's great. But you can go, Longwood has a thing. There's, like, a whole discussion. They're like, perfect. We're going to report this pothole on well, Francis and Long's Peak. We'll, we'll throw that link down in the show notes to yeah, make sure so everybody knows you can report it. Serviceworks.longmont.gov slash blah, blah, blah. You can find it. It's not that hard to find. And I, I will say, I, more than once, I, uh, I've i reported potholes, and they were pretty responsive about That's it. That's good. Out, they, they took care of it. It's not something we deal with that much. I think here, people from the East Coast understand potholes a little bit Well, in the north and stuff, too. Yeah, 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 where the weather, yeah. So but I don't think I think, think, I think Longmont honestly does a pretty good job yeah, maintaining roads. Because we can kind of keep up with them. Well, I, I've heard oh. people complain, like, in springs, and they're like, oh, they don't do anything. Because, like, we have different priorities in terms of what we want from our 
like our local government. And Longmont, if you put in a ticket, like I had a ticket in the alley where they came and they took out some asphalt and then they replaced the pipe and then they just sort of graveled it back. And that kept like getting really scooped out. And I, I put in a ticket and like the next day they came and put more gravel. And then like probably the next year I was like, look, hey, you guys did this and like it's not tracking. Can we get, and I just in the ticket and they're oh, like, wow. And then, like, the next day they came out, they fixed it, like, with yeah. asphalt. Like, you know, weeks. Uh, on that works. note, I have an anecdote about a, a speeder. Like, the, we had this, like, repeat speeder yeah. coming down our street for a while, and the neighbors and I were kind of, like, complaining about it and stuff. And and I reported it, you know, <clears throat> with one of these, like, tickets that you can open up with the with traffic police. There's, like, someone who specializes in it, and she was awesome. She called me mm-hmm. to ask for more questions about it, and we, like, we had this, like, ongoing discussion. She And I'd say, hey, I saw it again. She's like, every time you see this speeder make sure you go make another ticket at what time it is to the same description where what time blah, blah blah and they can start getting these patterns yeah. and they have a record ongoing of it and she worked with me so much to and i swear this problem went away at some point i don't wow. know how it was dealt with i don't know if it was necessarily the police department but i just really was encouraged by the responsiveness and like i felt like someone cared about this like little uh- Speeding problem. Yeah, you? and like I know local government, government in general takes a lot of stick for being like, oh, it's bloated, or it's like, oh, it's unresponsive, or it's ineffectual, or whatever. Right. But like we have our own internet, and every time I've called down there, I mean, the twice that I've ever had any yeah. issues, they're, they like a, a human picks up. <laughs> um, and I've called um, with questions about like doing this insulation project, and they're like, oh, here's what you need to do. And it's like super responsive. And the, the times that I've had to interact with the city, I've had a really good yeah. experience. So shout out to Longma. I really do think. Yeah. City council cares, like, and there's drama, like, oh, Joan Peck and this and that. It's like, yeah, but overall, we're doing pretty good, you know? I would agree. Overall, we're doing pretty that's good. A, and that's a perfect segue to jump into our... Long, our discussion about Longmont and our history. Longmont and our history. Longmont economics. Exactly. With with who do we have? Eric Mason, the what curator of history from the Longmont Museum. Oh, my. And f- first of all, some accolades. If you uh, have ever had the chance to come meet with Eric, and I have. You probably don't remember me because there's millions of citizens that do this with you all the time, but you can just, if, if you have questions about a maybe a historical home you live in mm-hmm. or anything about Longmont, you can just make a little appointment with Eric. He'll bring you into his very cool archive room oh. and pull out a bunch of materials and help you look up information about whatever you want in Longmont. And it's this amazing, accessible, cool service that the museum offers. So shout out to you, Eric. Well, thanks. That's the, it was really cool. We learned a lot of cool stuff about our house from you. Great. So welcome. Thanks. So we so, brought Eric on today to chat a little bit about the economic history of Longmont. And that sounds like so boring as it's coming out of my mouth, but I, sure don't think, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is. I mean, you're really killing yeah, it. Yeah, because it's just, and it speaks, I think the economic history more than anything is an interesting lens to look at the city through because it speaks to how much it's changed over the years and when our the source of economy or whatever was the econ- economic driver for us changes, it just totally changes the profile, right, of a town. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. the culture and everything and the priorities and stuff. So And I will say, like to sort of jump in on this, like it's I as somebody who's lived here a while and sort of looked into stuff, it's like, oh I you know, I knew about the Tricky Plan and about IBM, I know about these other things that have happened. But there's a guy that I met the other day who lives in South Main Station. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're the, the Turkey Plan apartments. And he's like what? Right. <laughs> and it's like, dude, there used to be like this brutalist, disgusting, like turkey abattoir. And you live like over the souls of like millions of deceased poultry. And he's like, oh, <laughs> wild. You know, he's like, that's why I like, can't sleep, I guess. <laughs> but like that was a huge economic driver at some point to have yeah, a, a processing yeah. plant like that. And now people are like, why would like in the middle of the city, there's this yeah. like sort of hipster chic yeah. uh, apartment complex that, that's there. We've changed a lot. Yeah. So give us yeah. the overview, Eric. What 
give us the broad stroke of, of Longmont's economic kind of just maybe where it started, how the big things that changed over the years and where we're at kind yeah, of Yeah, sugar beets to hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> well, even before sugar beets, we had flour, um, we had canned vegetables. Those were big products coming out of Longmont in the 1800s. Is that what the cannery yeah. was? And the cannery apartments. Where the cannery apartments. Is, really? Um, what was a vegetable cannery. Originally Impson and later Cuner Impson uh, cannery. One time they proclaimed themselves the largest pea cannery in the world. Wow. Um, what a claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, having tasted canned peas, you know. So where did the... <laughs> but where did the vegetables come from? Uh, mostly from around here. Oh, wow. I mean, Longmont was, was an agricultural community. It was founded as that, you know, they, uh, they really were intending to be the kind of the, the hub for all the farms in northern Boulder County uh, where the farmers could bring in their wheat or their vegetables or whatever. And then uh, early 1900s, and Great Western Sugar was built. And so that was a huge cash crop that um, really was the core then of Longmont's economy through, you know, up through World War II. It was, where did we get all the labor? So that was that was a huge... Uh, driver of population change because sugar beets are super labor intensive. It's just constant work to raise them and keep them uh, growing and keep uh, hoeing around them, remove the weeds, remove the extra beets. So, you know, you get really the beets that the uh, sugar factory needs. So they went out to places all over the world. They were recruiting people from Japan, uh, recruiting people who were ethnic Germans living in Russia that were coming in oh, yeah. to the U.S. And then, um, particularly after 1910, uh, recruiting heavily in Mexico, New Mexico, Texas. Um, so and a lot of uh, people we would call Latinos today coming up to uh, this area to work in the fields. And then... You know, it was seasonal work, but a lot of them were like, you know, this is a nice area. So they would stay. They might work, you know, in the winter at a coal mine, something like that, um, so they could put together enough to live in this area. There's a lot of coal mining here, too? Um, not so much in Longmont, but down around Erie, Lafayette, Louisville. Um, so they would go down there, work in the coal mines, come up to this area, work in the beet fields. And... Um, uh, so that was that was a big driver of why Longmont is such a diverse community even today because of uh, all of that need for labor in the beet fields. Interesting. Yeah. So talk about the transition out of agriculture. So you know, or even, after maybe in between too. Yeah. After World War II, you know, the, the kind of town leaders were like, okay, I don't see a lot of growth potential in agriculture. We're kind of maxed out. We've there's only so much land, we can only grow so many crops. So they started looking around and they tried, uh, they attracted a tractor company called Gibson Tractor, and that was a bust. They was like, oh yeah, there's this company called John Deere, they already make tractors, you know? <laughs> so that that did not last. They, they we were, are you know, not Iowa. <laughs> 10 years and, oh, wow. and then, you know, that, that company went, went bankrupt. Um, and so they started looking for something else and um, they heard that there was 
the Federal Aviation Administration was looking for a place for an air traffic control center. So they had these like secret negotiations with the FAA and because all the other towns were like, oh, yeah, we want that. But somehow Longmont managed to Interesting. You know, get in there and be like, yeah, we'll give you the land. We'll give you, you know, extend the utilities out. We've got all that. And they got uh, uh, the FAA center, which is still up on 17th. And that was the first like high tech employer. Um, and so the people coming in there were coming from all over the country. And they were a pretty diverse mix of people. And so they're coming into Longmont, which is a town that's pretty used to kind of a stratification. It's like, oh, well, you know, um, you've got the people who work in the fields. And, yeah, they're, they're kind of down at the bottom. And then you've got, you know, the various levels. And, and you know, up at the top, well, they're the professional workers and all. Well, you had people like Dan Benavides who came in um, – as an air traffic controller, and he's like, yeah, I want a house on the west side. That's near where I live. And you know, people at that time were like, yeah, you're, you're kind of people don't live on the west side. They live on the east side. Mm. And um, he, you know, it was, it was himself and others that were like, hey, we're getting paid. We should be able to live wherever we want. That, began to break down those barriers. Interesting. And then that really started to accelerate when IBM announced they were going to build a plant uh, between Boulder and Longmont in 1965. And that was, you know, the FAA was a few hundred workers, but IBM at its peak was like five, 6,000 people. Right. Okay, hang on. I want to pause there because I really want to come back to this spot. It's, it's crucial. But I had like two quick questions from what you just talked about. With Were the east and west side always like divided, like one side of the tracks and the other? Or was it Main Street? And was there like an economic, socioeconomic division always between west and east side? It, it There's definitely an east side, west side from very early on. Was it a track um, that was which the original I think, divide? Yeah, because the you know the train and remember when they had steam trains and coal. I mean that was a not a pleasant thing. It's, Loud you know, and dirty and you know just yeah you didn't want to be by the tracks if you could possibly avoid it. So um, there's actually some great maps that have been done looking at you know particularly Latino surnamed people and where they were living in Longmont and yeah you, it follows the tracks pretty precisely because mm. oh, those were the you know, least desirable parts of town. So Emory Street, I think it's Emory. Emory is a street is on the east side of Main Street, but um, on the west side of the tracks. And that's a street that always strikes me as, I mean, some of the homes are very old and very big on Emory. Was that a street that had some, like, more wealthy families living on it, even though it was, was that considered west side when Emory was kind of? Um, I don't know that it would have been west side, but because it was, you know, close to downtown, the, you know, merchants that were, you know, had a business downtown, yeah, they would live on Emory because it was far enough from the tracks. You weren't, mm -hmm. you know, right, uh, the train wasn't going by your front door. Um, but yeah. the the biggest, the fanciest homes were really on the west side. That's where, like Pratt, you know, the, the folks that third, were, yeah. uh, you know, the owners of the sugar factory and the cannery and uh, the flour mills, they were all living uh, on the west side. So these um, big owners were like that. And then maybe if you were like, yeah, like I think you said a merchant, like a banker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. Collier that we're on has, if you go look at like a lot of bankers throughout the years that we're involved with. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And then the other thing you brought up was, um, you know, the FAA and the Longmont giving away the land. And it it's funny to think back about, you know, 
economic incentives that the cities, and that's always been a thing, like what are these incentives that we're going to give out to bring these big employers and the impact it's going to, because we know it's going to have a long-term pot, we think it's going to have long, obviously the tractor company didn't work out and who knows what incentives they gave them. But I think it's interesting to point that out because it's something that, yeah, I mean, they're like, days, yeah. wait a minute, you're giving this big mm-hmm. company that's going to make all this money, these tax breaks mm-hmm. or whatever, these, these handouts land, yeah, land when they're going to, but the idea is that we're competing for these employers to come to our town with other towns who are also offering these. And so you have to kind of have to play that game to get them to come, but like, look at the impact that it's long-term mm-hmm. that these mm-hmm. have. So it's, it's interesting to me to just point that out. Yeah, and it goes way back. In fact, the cannery, um, the owner of that was like, okay, maybe I'll go to Pueblo, um, you know. And the town was like, no, no, come come here and, you know, um, we'll give you some incentives to come to Longmont. Yeah, so, um, just know. part of city planning mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So then we fast forward to the 60s and who was responsible for IBM coming to this area? Um, IBM really looks for when they're when they were choosing sites back in the '60s. They looked for a highly educated workforce. Uh, they liked university towns, so they kind of honed in on Boulder. I think, kind of themselves, and then certainly approached. Mostly, I think a lot of the incentives came from Boulder because Boulder right. actually sent a an annexation. The, the plant, even though it's you know miles from Boulder, is a in the city, city limits of Boulder. Yeah. Of Boulder. Um, but yeah, IBM had bought that land, I think even in the 50s, and, well, and just kind of hold held it as, eh, maybe we'll build a plant there at some point. And then, uh, you know, 64, I think they started talking about it. My dad worked for IBM, so he kind of got wind of, of that. He was working up in Rochester, Minnesota. And was oh. like, oh, Boulder, that sounds nice. Uh, and so, you know, in 65, when they announced it, he was one of the first people to come out here. They were, they didn't have a plant yet. He actually worked in Denver for the first year until the plant was, was built. Um, wow. I'm, I'm one of those two. My, we moved here because my dad was transferred to IBM in 1989. So our family was down in Tucson and oh, everyone yeah. was down mm-hmm. there and he had, there's a plant in Tucson and he was, they were transferred to Boulder, fortunately, and no one, no one. We had no ties here, you know, and ended up here and then all being raised. And I'm super grateful for that. But same, same, so many untold number of, of families probably came here mm-hmm. as a result of it. And so tell us what impact it really had on Longmont. I mean, Longmont, you know, in 1960, was a town of about 10,000. You know, it'd been growing pretty slowly, you know, little by little. By 1970, it was a town of 20,000. Um, and by 1980, it was almost 40,000. So yeah, Longmont's growth Longmont just that... exploded in those 20 years. And um, would, I mean, mainly because of, and, would you say that's the yeah, biggest IBM catalyst? IBM was, was definitely the biggest catalyst. You know, you had, I mean, the whole of Southmore Park is kind of, you know, was stereotypically known as, oh, yeah, that was the IBM subdivision. Oh. You know, if you worked for <laughs> IBM, yeah, you probably lived in Southmore Park because it was, you know, close uh, south. Who was the home builder that did a lot of those homes in Southmore at that time? Um, it was uh, the Kanemoto family. Was it, was it the their... Kanemoto? But wasn't there another, fa- like, builder that, were they the ones that did all of the light lamp posts? You know what I'm talking about? The lamp posts, they're actually a city uh, oh. Project. So the city of Longmont, for a long time, 
provided free streetlights. Uh, in fact, in Old Town, um, a lot of the streetlights are still hooked up like separately from, or the, the House porch light. lights. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine was. And I wondered why every time I plugged in Christmas lights into the um, uh, porch light, it'd, it'd blow a fuse and I didn't, I couldn't find the fuse. And I finally called the city and they're like, oh yeah, that you, yeah, yeah. you're not supposed to do that. That's a free porch light. You. Uh, yeah. My, um, um, my next door neighbor, who's probably 80, 82 now, and she doesn't live in her home anymore, but um, she had said that she would call the city because they would replace the bulbs. For oh, cool. Free. They oh, would wow. Replace. She's like, I just call the city and they come and replace them all. But I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, they'll do that. It's like, all right, cool. So, and so the ones I'm thinking of are in Southmore Park, basically right at the sidewalk of everybody's lawn, mm-hmm. which, right at the edge of your sidewalk and your lawn. Everybody has this, like, what, seven-foot six and a half foot tall lamppost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's got the meter on it too, doesn't it? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. And they have them in North Longmont too because I think those were all kind of being built around same the same time, time those homes. My house had one growing up and we would go hold our you know thumb over the sensor and turn it on <laughs> in the middle of the day. That was like a really fun trick <laughs> for us. It was a different time. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying the city built those. I thought that was a builder thing. Yeah. No, no, the city, they were you know transitioning. They're like, okay, having a... You know, porch light on a house, too many issues with people tapping into them illegally and things. So they moved him out to the street to a pedestal light oh. um, so they could still have a free, you know, light by your house. Um, and, yeah, they did that for quite a number of years hmm. and a number of neighborhoods around Longmont. Interesting. Well, I thought the time, the timeliness of the IBM thing is interesting because, you know, that campus has changed again so much and it's basically vacant out there. My dad still goes out there. And oh, really? Of course, wow. He works for one of the contractors now, of course. His employment has actually changed a few times, but he's still there in person. And he says it's just utterly spooky. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's just cavernous and dead. And like, you know, it's so, well, how many million square feet? It's like, like five million yeah, square feet. It's, yeah. it's so I know it's much. huge. And I know like the biggest thing people talk about out there now is that traffic light. That's just a right. huge bone of contention to people. Well, and if, if it if it causes that, traffic now, can you imagine when there were thousands of people going well, out I mean, there every day? It's insane. Like, probably it's was at that now. point like the destination and not like this speed bump on the way to Boulder, which is all right. people say like they need to fix uh, like all the time. Yeah, like, they need to fix the line at the IBM. It's just like <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, which we've learned now from Phil is because it's not two separate sides, mm-hmm. right? It's one for both. If you could just have the way it is at J road and everywhere else with the two lanes. But in any case, um, you know, that I've heard it's for sale. I heard it's probably going to trade sometime in the next. And it's like, what is going to happen with all of this within the city limits, millions of square feet. Do you just knock it all down? Do you repurpose it? What do you, is it going to be houses? You know, you could, this people could live out there. I mean, this would be prime (laughs) real estate to like be in the city but out there mm-hmm. with some of the best views that you can even Im- imagine. And yeah, they... like Niwot 2 or something. Just yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Basically. So talk about maybe post-IBM era where things have gone f- economically for a long month since then. So, yeah, then long IBM kind of kicked off then a wave of high-tech employers. You had uh, storage companies like Miniscribe and... and um, uh, Connor peripherals, and eventually most of those got swept up by Seagate, which is still mm-hmm. in business in Longmont today, and still you know designs a lot of uh, computer storage locally today. So uh, that became a big thing. Um, 
in the 90s, then there was a lot of excitement about biotechnology. Um, and it's never quite panned out, I think, as much as people expected, but still certainly a part. And there's a lot of smaller, like, high-tech manufacturing, uh, you know, satellite companies that are, you know, building components for satellites, you know, that are right here in Longmont. And that, that's pretty crazy to me that, you know, you don't think of Longmont as like, oh, yeah, it's a center of space technology. But there is. There's right. actually uh, right. Yeah, there's quite a few, companies. like, aerospace, not necessarily mm-hmm. just in Longmont, but in the area there's a ball. Right. We're kind of ancillary yeah. to it, but we're definitely <coughs> poaching talent and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. opportunity from some of those other bigger ones. So, yeah. And, um, and then you've got, you know, other things that have come in, you know, who would have guessed when uh, Eric Wallace first opened up Left Hand uh, Brewing that, like, now, you know, beer brewing is a big, you know, driver in, in this area. So um, there's there's been some industries that have come and gone and others that just uh, kind of have, have continued to build and continued to grow. Um, so, yeah, and, and now we've got, you know, one of the newest big additions is the Smucker's Plant. Mm-hmm on uh, the east side of town. And that was another, you know, incentive uh, program through the city. Yeah, one of my neighbors works bring there. Bring in, yeah. uh, you know, a manufacturing facility. And, and uh, you know, they're building another phase on. So clearly that's that's been a success for them too. And UC Health, we've got, obviously we're taking a bite of healthcare too. I mean, that's kind of everywhere, right? Lots of healthcare. But, as an but yeah, but, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of, you know, uh, I think Longmont still has a number of kind of the back of house, uh, you know, some call centers and some other things that are maybe not the, you know, uh, the big front facing part of a company, but, uh, you know, some of the. Right. Um, I heard in a summit last week that professional services is like, is it always a good indicator of other industries doing well in a town. So if you have professional services that are s- providing services to mm. other businesses that are thriving, like taxes and yeah call centers or whatever it's a good in just if you can measure that alone it's a good way to know how other industries are yeah exactly um and what about like amgen out there well not amgen um now it's um yeah it's whatever it is now what is it now guys it's not amgen i don't know and i don't like i wouldn't bother agc biologics is it? I think that out of the airport at the moment. in Nelson. Yeah, yeah I mean that yeah. was a big. They're pharma was, manufacturing. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal to get those guys out here yeah. trying to take a bite yeah. of this biomed stuff. That was yeah. When that opened in the '90s, everyone was like, "Yeah, this is going to be the start of something really big." Oh, so you're saying Amgen opened in the '90s, mm-hmm. thinking we were going to get be this like biosciences, biotech thing, yeah. and yeah, and we, you know, it I mean, didn't it's, quite take off. Yeah, yeah, never quite took off the way they expected. But you know, building is still there, and I think you know certainly. Companies continue to, to use it. Uh, right. Interesting. So what do you think is next? What's Ooh, on the horizon? What do you think is the question. future? I mean, it seems like, you know, now there's, you know, so much more people interested in like, oh, I don't have to live where I work. And so I can see Longmont really pitching itself as its quality of life and the high, the fast internet. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you know, 15 minutes from the mountains and, and but it's way more affordable than Boulder and some of those other places. So right. um, yeah, it, it may not be we're looking at more big manufacturing. It may be more hey, come and live here and work wherever you want. So I think that's a solid prediction. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people are moving here just because of some of those things where people. It's, it's funny because we talk about this all the time. Or we say like, 
we get these questions from the internet. <clears throat> like, what do you do after nine at, in Longmont? It's like, you don't do anything. You go home and maybe watch TV. <laughs> and if you'd like to have a drink, then that's a good time to do that. Then, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's kind of it. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And it's like, no, that, that's, that's what Longmont is. And that's probably what Longmont, I think probably that's what Longmont is always going to be. But it's a family town and it is more affordable. And there's a lot of those things that are like, I appreciate about Longmont as a city. I think that it's great. Um, can you talk about the history of Main Street? Because it is sort of this, um, it's like fundamental to the city. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the downtown, but it's changed. And like we saw in this poll that we were talking about earlier, like some people are like, no, that's it, lock it in. Like we don't want it anymore. And, but it, it's changed and I'm sure it's changed since the beginning and I'm sure it's going to keep changing and the vision of it and like where it's been and where it's going. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, Main Street goes, goes way back. It's actually the oldest like human feature in Longmont because it was originally the Cherokee Trail mm. from the 1840s. And that same path has just been used, you know, ever since then. Uh, was, you know, a major highway before I-25 was built. It was like, yeah, that's how you get to uh, Wyoming as you go through Longmont, why you see all the gas stations along Long Main Street because, mm. you know, that was one of the major routes mm-hmm. up north. And then, you know, it was always the downtown core. Uh, but even like in the 60s, we see the photographs and it was still angled parking and, you know, wasn't, yeah, it was a highway, but it was not like the kind of truck route and, you know, just feeling like it's it's so busy that it that it has become. Um, but, of course, another thing you've got to talk about, if you talk about Main Street, is cruising. Um, yeah, let's get into that because there's signs downtown. And if, I mean, if people don't know, there are signs downtown that say, like, no cruising or, you know, there's an ordinance against that, I think, city. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So. It was, it was um, but for decades, that was, you know, Friday night. That's what you did in Longmont on Friday night is you went cruising. You Or the, the people there, they said, no, don't call it cruising. It's dragging Maine. That's that's what, dragging. That's nice. what we called it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they'd start about 2nd Avenue, uh, go up to, you know, either 9th or, you know, if they were ambitious, go up to 17th, turn around, come back down. And... It talked about like in the 70s on a Friday night, it'd take you an hour to get through town. Oh, really? Because there'd be so many cars and everybody would just be stopping and waving at each other. And uh, so, uh, you know, and then eventually people were just like, okay, we, we've got to have this highway. And it, you know, it started to be more more crime and more violence. And, and uh, you know, I think the culture changed and cruising was a little bit less of something that people did on a Friday night. But... But even when I was moved here in the 90s, you know, I'd still see some cruising on, on Main Street on, on Friday nights. And, and, but they just kept, you know, progressively making it harder and harder. And yeah, eventually yeah. It just, Downtown is um, not, like, the easiest thing to get through now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm on record as being a proponent of just, like, just make it as hard as possible to get it for, like, <laughs> eight blocks or whatever. It's just, like, it's fine. Like, you don't need, you know, because now we have lovely restaurants and people want to use the sidewalks and people are walking their dogs and having dinner and it's like, you know, it's just like, okay. Yeah. I I, I know like you're entitled to enjoy your car or your motorcycle. And I've enjoyed both in the past, but you know, like people have a date night or whatever. It's like, ah, it's changed. So back in those days in like the seventies when cruising, I'm imagining like these old muscle cars and different, like, and even maybe late sixties, but were there, um, establishments up and down Maine where people would, pull into with it like I'm thinking drive drive oh, yeah. ins and yeah. like mm-hmm. there was the A and W, right? For a while. A and W was a big one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where the um, um there's a ta- it's a taco place now, but yeah. 
Yeah, there was a hamburger store on the hamburger stand in kind of the south end. And um, the A&W, yeah, where people would pull in, you know, might be a turnaround spot. Did they have Googie signs, Googie-style signs? I don't know. I haven't seen a good photo of the the A&W, but I bet they did. Yeah. It's classic. Because I feel like the only ones that we have now are the one in that liquor store that's near 11th and Main. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. Quality yeah. Liquors has yeah. one, kind of. And there's one maybe at one of the hotels, like a little bit north of Maine. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah. I'm trying the to imagine, ladder. like, in history mm-hmm. where there are more of those types up and down at some point during those cruising, yeah, cruising those, era. Yeah, those ones in particular look a little careworn. Yeah. 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 Although I think the, the liquor one has gotten some love. Like, it? it was, like, halfway out, and I think they tried. I was like, oh, they're either going to get Good rid of this them. thing. Or, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, those are fun signs. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're like, great. Mm-hmm. They're so fun. Good for them. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Eric. Uh, yeah, we've been here I an think, hour. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I could ask like about 150 more questions, but you'll just have to come on again sometime. All so right. Glad to do it. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloss over. We really appreciate you coming. And to everyone listening, he is available. He is. Uh, no, he's not. He's with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. During business hours only, if you want to learn about something specific about Longmont, you can head down to the museum and either go through the general exhibit or the visiting exhibits or make an appointment with Eric. And it's super informative and fun. So thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. All right. Well, we thank Andy Epler and David Cutter Music for our intro and outro music. Thank you to everyone for listening. Please follow us, subscribe, smash that share. like button, <laughs> subscribe, whatever it is. And of course, please email us at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions or suggestions. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Brady. Thanks. And thanks, Eric.